I was going to say, though, it's, it's nice that, you know, just speaking of the hair, it's nice someone's filled in the uh, hamster-sized hole in our squad in that terms of hair. I felt that it was a, a missing, a missing element. Hello and welcome to the Foxes Never Quit podcast. This is a fan-run podcast about Leicester City Football Club. You can find us on Acast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podcaster, Samsung Podcasts, Deezer and GeoSarvan. Not sure what GeoSarvan is, but we are on it. And of course, you can find all of our things at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash lcfc and reddit.com forward slash r forward slash lcfc women. Hello, welcome back for the third time this week, where we will be doing a very odd review of our transfer window, uh, mostly talking about the new defender signed boot face, trying to find out what we can about him. And then we're going to look forward to the Aston Villa match, which we play on Saturday. So let's start off our transfer window. We released some players. We sold Casper Schmeichel to Nice, where he seems to be having not the greatest time. Is that fair to say? Yeah, he's not. I don't know if it's just an acclimation or change of scenery, but yeah, it's not being great. Yeah, he's not done so well. Yes, they are currently 16th in the, the French League 1. Well, back to, back to like our other podcast, though, about Ward, I don't think it's all on him. I do think there's they've been doing slightly yeah. a lot of players. They've signed Ross Barkley, so I think they're, they're another team that's just very much in transition, but they're relatively... Well, they're pretty good. They're usually re- uh, regularly um, mid-table, aren't they, Nice, in, in the French League? But yeah, and also we've spoken enough about it Wesley Fafana left. We've covered that on this. I don't want to retread it. He didn't leave us on good terms. Um, he did leave for a nice fee, but not as much as we wanted. We signed a new backup goalkeeper who we've yet to see play. We don't really know anything about. He's unlikely to ever play for us, let's be honest, because I think he is behind Danny Ward and Everson in the pecking order. So unless they both get hurt, he's, he's not going to see the pitch. I think he knows that. He got signed on on that basis, didn't he? I think he very much yeah. knew what he was signing up for. And the most interesting bit of the transfer window is we've signed from Reims player, defender, central defender to replace Wesley Fofana, Voot Face. Now, I've asked my Belgium colleagues how to pronounce it and they told me and then I promptly forgot so I apologise to all of them he's played one match now for the Belgium national team he had a five minute debut against uh, Poland didn't he yes. um, uh, the, um, he got a five minute debut didn't he just to kind of get blood in the squad but he's been going through the levels at Belgium hasn't he I think he was a captain for the Belgian or one of the Belgian youth teams I can't recall which one off the top of my head but I think it was the under 23s he was a captain of you know and that kind of corroborates what Rogers was saying about him being a leader and I think him wanting a bit more of a vocal leader in that back line so hopefully he brings that he looks quite gritty which I personally like in a there's actually an air of Soyuncu about him yeah he's got that air about him where you know that when he tackles you you stay tackled 
Yeah, he just there was a bit of a one of the silly highlight reels you get on YouTube or on Twitter and stuff, and he, he had some very gritty tackles. Some people took it as oh, he's going to be a liability, but actually, if he's willing to do that, I think he'll acclimate to the Premier League quite quickly. Um, I think it's nice to have someone who is here. It's interesting he's taken the number three as well, so he's kind of it's a it's a big number to take on after Fofana took it but hopefully he seems to be very eager he sort of said he cried in the car when he found out he was coming hopefully good tears <laughs> it's a statement of intent I think to take that number it's kind of very much saying that I am planning to step up into your back line and be your first choice if he's picked you know 23 isn't free but if he's picked like one of those numbers then he's kind mm-hmm. of saying, I'm not sure that I'm your number three yet. Going in and saying, I am your number three. It's, yeah, same and ten party by the club to offer it to him, I'm sure. Yeah, he's well regarded at his last club. I mean, he was the player of the season um, yep. for last season. 73 appearances and five goals for them. Yeah, so, you know, absolutely. Yeah, it looks really promising. It's nice to see he's there. You know, with Samare, he's kind of committed back to the club. I think we get a couple more players being like bought into it, committed unfortunately i think if we had a refresh we would have had more of that but that's yeah that could be a whole long conversation but that's that little bit of energy you know i think evan's got said in an interview just one sign they could bring the right energy about about yeah. it um and hopefully yeah hopefully it's not an emergency signing and it's actually something he'll be a, a one of part of our belgian collection so as we're uh, we're um, Belgian wolves and wolves are Portuguese Leicester, yeah, we seem to be collecting the Belgian team at ever so slowly. Well, one thing I notice is he's 24. He's already got 136 caps, uh, for first team caps. Because uh, if you go back to before uh, uh, Rhymes, he was at uh, Oostend, uh in Belgium, which is a which is another first yeah. league team. Okay, uh, interesting bit of language though to use caps for club appearances as well. It's quite an old school way of saying it, at least yeah, in the UK. Uh, yeah, I, I associate caps with playing for country <laughs> and not yeah. club, but um, I, I assume that's just a difference between US and UK English. No, I know what you mean though. I, 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 you, I can see what you mean by sort of the caps yeah, yeah. are more traditionally international, but yeah, he, but yeah, obviously he, he, he's got a lot of experience up to the age of twenty-four. Um, it, it seems like a shrewd shrewd purchase which is kind of nice we haven't spl- you know splashed out on you know a vesta god again um yeah. or something of that ilk but yeah he, he's tall he's six foot two he's six foot two yeah physical tall commanding you know starting to get that international experience you know that breakthrough he's 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 part of the leicester mold he yeah it's kind of what we want physical tall commanding your ideal center back your ideal date yes Um, yeah unfortunately he couldn't play against Brighton because the visa wasn't sorted out in time I I don't know how likely that it I assume this was the same person who dealt with Ian Nacho's um, passport in (laughs) in the Europa yeah I remember that Um, what a shame we were not running this at that point but yeah, it, it, it looks like a decent signing. Well, I've got to say, we don't know a huge amount again about him yet, apart from the fact that you know he's played in Ligue 1, he's scored goals in Ligue 1, he's played in the Belgian First Division. It looks like he's at the point of his career where he wants to find a club that's at really at the elite level that can really force the international manager to take notice of him, I think. And I really hope Leicester City is the club that can do that. Well, when half his 
starting 11 is already part with us at Leicester. I suspect he does. Yeah, so basically, yeah, maybe we should just invite Roberto Martinez to, to take over from Roger's position. We've already got half the Belgian squad with us. We might as well just fully uh, amorph ourselves into being Belgian team UK um, <laughs> or England, I should say more precisely. Uh, the Belgian strip is very attractive. You know, we could uh, do a lot worse than adopt mm-hmm. the Belgian kit as our away kit, you know? We, we play, we've we played well in Maroon, which isn't too far off their colour. That sort of dark red. But saying that, it just feels wrong for us to be dark red. I feel that's a bit sacrilege, almost suggesting that. Well, Storm is passing over here. I don't know if you heard that thunderstrike. I did, yeah. I, I actually... I'm not going to lie, I thought you were playing with the pots and pans. Like, are you doing the dishes whilst you're doing this? No, that was a thunderstrike. I can see lightning flashes outside as well. You're not really meant to be on these things, are you? Not doing doing intense lightning storms, no. I'm wondering if, if we should cut off and come back. Yeah, I'll be around tomorrow, so we can do that. But yeah, if you're, if you're getting a bit unsure, but yeah, that's how, yeah. if you're getting to the point I could microphone's picking up, it's pretty serious. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite close by. It's, uh, I can see the lightning flashes. All right, I'm going to cut off the recording here then. So there's going to be a little break in the recording now. We had to stop earlier because there was a storm and that meant that I I had to stop because I'm in an old house where you can't trust the plugs not to like electrocute you if your electrical equipment gets lightninged somehow. So unfortunately we had to pick this up on Tuesday and Happy Death isn't able to join us right now because he's still at work. So we're going to pick up we're going to leave the discussion about root phase yesterday and we've got um, a little bit of news about the youth team madlock what can you tell us about our youth players right so carol uh right really promising attacker did really well at shetland and yeah he just seems to he's opted not to extend his contract and try his luck going to blackpool so definitely gonna be happy there blackpool have definitely got a good player on their hands um good good ground for uh former players i believe dewsbury hall went there but unfortunately, he will not be coming back much like Dewsbury Hall. Yeah, so um, George Harris, son of um, the famous uh, David Harris, has gone to his father's club, Blackburn Rovers. And yeah, he, unfortunately, it doesn't look like he'll be breaking into the squad just yet. But he has signed an extension as part of that loan. So there is the prospect of him coming back. So he's not gone off to Blackburn Rovers just yet permanently, but he has stayed here. Interesting uh, option. I know um, Rogers seems to have rated him as well as Wright, but I guess... Uh, Hurst has decided to play the waiting game as and whilst Wright has decided to leave but yeah and those are kind of the key big things of the transfer window that I noticed outside of the uh, phase and obviously the Fafana saga yeah. who um, uh, as of recording hasn't been doing particularly well in his de- Champions League debut but that's Chelsea's problem now <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean Hurst staying at our club for the long term even if he's going out on loan that's been a proven pathway for us we've got got three players in our last matchday squad in Dewsbury Hall, Harvey Barnes and Luke Thomas who all came through to the team that way and hopefully Hurst can be just as exciting as those three. But let's look forward to well look forward to you know uh, and as much as we're looking forward to any game these days we're playing Aston Villa on Saturday at 3pm. The only way to watch it live in the UK is to go to the ground and this is a game against, well, I think easily say the least challenging opposition we've had this season. I think Aston Villa are the only team 
who've got a lower expected goals for and a higher expected goals against than us in the league, possibly. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, definitely not been severely underperforming, um, really, uh, given that they've spent quite a lot of money, really, uh, in the last window. Gerard was heavily backed this window. He got some really great signings. Uh, Kamara, uh, I, I really was envious of here. Dan Docker from Wolves and a couple other signings that look really promising. And obviously they've had uh, Buendia, who was really good at Norwich and it seems to have starting to find his way at Villa um, Lucas Digny um, who has the unfortunate stat of scoring an own goal against four Villa whilst at Everton and then four Everton at Villa um, very unfortunate thing and obviously not a great start to this season but yeah um, also Emilio, Emiliano Martinez is just an amazing keeper he's been really good for them and yeah you know some, there's some serious quality there so when you then see that they're now our rivals to to get uh, out of relegation. It's not a, it's not a great look. So uh, for Gerard, who, who spent like I said quite a bit, you know, easily a couple twenty million pound signings. Um, I think he's in the ballpark of uh, nearly a hundred million. Mm. So yeah, the, I mean, we talked about them as a team who's struggling. Uh, I know they're talking about Steven Gerrard, their manager being under a lot of pressure. I've got to say, when I look at their run. They've had some difficult teams to play. Their last last three games have been against West Ham, Arsenal and Manchester City, who are all teams, you know, who are in and around those European spots. They actually got a point off Man City. That was a one-all draw, right? That was And that was only last weekend. So I think I'm a bit worried they'll be coming into this match kind of buoyed from that. Yeah, I think they, they'll definitely have a bounce. You know, it is, it's, you know... Having getting a draw against Man City is no laughing matter, especially when you have someone as prolific as Haaland um, <laughs> scoring yeah. as like he is. I honestly do not envy him. I suspect he'll get a hat trick against us the way we are at the minute, as a minimum. Um, hopefully, we sort things out before we. <laughs> I think we host them first. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, talking about Villa, you know, they'll definitely take great confidence about it. They are very well drilled. Um, they're definitely going to be on the counter, which will play against us a bit. Playing at home, we'll want to impose our game, uh, hopefully, um, if Rogers plays it. Um, that or it could be really standoffish. I'm not sure which. Um, Villa's kind of been a bit of a professional rival of ours for a while. I wouldn't quite say a, a full-on rival, but we seem to have run into each other at professional intervals during several years. You know, the League Cup in the early noughts, noughties and... Um, again, they beat, you know, boost us at the League Cup in the semi-finals um, when they proceeded to get beaten by Man City in the final, if I remember correctly. But at the minute, but more to the point, Villa, you know, good side. Gerard, you know, got. I've actually looked up the numbers. He actually, they've only spent overall twenty-five. They've had a couple sales as well, but still, lots of you know backing of the keeper, and they were doing a lot better in this. So yeah, they're having a hard time finding their feet at the minute and but yeah that one all will put them on a bounce the only thing that way that plays into our favor is if they try and impose their game on us and give us space i mm-hmm. think if they sit back with the like of Konza or mings or you know chambers or um yeah, any of their center backs really we're going to struggle breaking that down um and obviously coutinho big big signing if they're gonna play play a deep defensive block I think it could be one to give, you know, Daka, Vard, sorry, Daka, Ian Atro and Madison good run at them. 
I, mean, I doubt they will do it. I assume we'll probably do Vardy on his own up front again. I hopefully not. I don't see that happening again. I think we looked a lot better with Daka and Ianacho. I'm not saying, <laughs> you know, bringing on uh, Vardy was the harbinger of the f- five-two against Brighton, but it did seem to start going downhill at that point. I think. If we're going to do this, we're going to need to fight with pressure. Otherwise, they will dominate us. You know, their midfield also is not to be looked over. Very strong midfield. Um, like I said, they they very much like us are just very much underperforming sides for the yeah. strength of the squads. And they don't seem to have that much in the way of attack. They've scored two goals only once this season, and that was in the opening day against Everton. Every every other matter, well, not counting the EFL Cup here, where they scored scored four against Bolton um, but they only got a, one goal against Crystal Palace they were didn't score against West Ham they've got one goal against Aston Villa and Arsenal I was, sorry they got one goal against Arsenal and Man City yeah their wingers are not really being great you know um, actually you know as I said you know they've got Coutinho but I, I think Bailey will be one to watch Watkins isn't quite firing but he's still dangerous I would you know be silly to underestimate him um, and then they've got sort of Ings as that backup striper, but yeah, Watkins and Bailey, I would suspect would be the um, they would be the two to look out for for me. But yeah, a lot of strength, a lot of physicality. I actually think Daka and Ianacho two up front would be good. Um, you know, that system seemed to work for us. I know it's kind of against the DNA of Rogers' sort of football, but I think this is the way we're going to have to go. Even if it is Ianacho and Vardy, just that pairing up front is going to have to be essential. Yeah, I mean, I like Ianacho here because he's one of those players who... Okay, he's prone to really dodgy first touches sometimes. He doesn't have like an average first touch. His first touch is either dodgy or it's sublime. And he is a player I think you can kind of... He can make space in those tight situations. He's not a player who you really want to go into a deep block against because he is a player who can find how to carve it open in a way that I think Vardy doesn't seem to be able to these days. And no. pairing up with like Barnes, who can be a threat down the wing and stretch the defence a bit. As for Ian Atro stretches the defence on the other side, Madison's another good player who can, when he's on form, break down uh, one of those deep blocks. I, I think there is a recipe to kind of beat them if they play how I expect them to. No, absolutely. And I think Ianacho, you know, he also has a good history against Villa. He um he has a professional hat trick against them. Uh but not as with us, but with Man City. He um obviously he scored in the I think both legs of the semi final in the League Cup a couple of seasons ago. He I think he's almost scored every time. The the emphatic four one that we won a couple of years ago and he yeah, definitely scored doing that, I remember. So yeah, he he's he has a so for whatever reason he likes scoring against Villa um, mm. so for me alone that would be enough it's probably this is where we probably get to superstitious fan territory but he likes a goal against Villa so I think we should encourage that really for me I'm hoping that what phase comes in becomes this leader I think it'd be good to see a proper as whatever whoever's in there it needs to be him or Amate I know I've kind of ragged on Amate but I think Indidi's definitely not the right call for that space um, yeah, I was thinking yeah. needs to be about face. I think, well, I, we, we've said it all this week already. We've talked about um, Soyuncu quite a lot this week. Yeah, this is one of those quite finely balanced games, I guess, that 
well, it looks like it's a near the bottom of the table clash. Hopefully not a relegation six-pointer this early in the season, but maybe uh, later in the season it might turn out to be. Who knows? I hope not. I hope we can pull um, off and Jordan, uh, I think is it Jordan Blackwell from the Mercury said those who have been in our position, you know, I think is it the six or five or six losses... Um, basically the highest anyone ever got was 11th and that was Palace um, a few years ago so yeah it's it's not unsalvageable at this point we've definitely been in tighter spots but I'd rather not go through the heart attack inducing world of uh, the great escape whilst it's Again, yeah. kind of amazing to kind of reflect back on I'd rather not go back to it <laughs> yeah I think I agree with you on that I, with Gerard being under pressure as well, I've seen this match referred to as El Sakico or El Sakio. I prefer El Sakio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's meant to be a play on El Sakico, El Clasico, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Um, yeah, it's been referred to on the on the sub, and I've seen it on on various other social media as well. And yeah, I don't. Uh, Gerard, I think with that one all against Man City is now got credit in the bank I think it's not so bad with Rogers, you know the article that came out from Rob Tanner there's definitely confusion in the room it all yeah. kind of reads off as you know not to rehash all of this again but you know so we're going to have to see he needs to you know this. he needs to show some consistency I think he should get a system in stick with it and go from there I'd like to see a 4-1-4-1 that's how we do well yeah, um, Ian Archer maybe up on the wing, maybe just coming in a bit more on the inside. I also would like to see yeah. Castagna start. I don't know why Castagna's not starting. It's a bit I of a weird either. one. Even Ian Archer and Madison, kind of with Madison more in the middle and Ian Archer out wide, but letting them giving the freedom to keep swapping over. So if one yeah. of them kind of, you know, the, the if the Dutch can do it, <laughs> why can't we? Because they're both better suited to the middle. No, absolutely. Um, but, but, I, but Ian Archer does come in. His goals are coming in almost a bit as a... You know, there was a really good analysis piece that was on our soccer, and I think I cross-post over to the sub, you know, and it really... I think, you know, without putting going all football manager, as much as some people listening may get into it, and it's not really a... It's a good simulator, but it's not real life, but he is kind of primed to be... You know, he's our left-footed, he's creative, he links up well. Yeah. He could... There's The makings are there... It's just about putting the energy into it. We're already stacked for the striker, so but we don't need we we, we don't need yet another floppy you know flopped uh, right winger. But you know it's a bit of a free gamble to get him trying it. So, but I don't know. I don't know if Rogers tinkering is going to continue um, in hopes of Bonavitri or if he's going to keep more consistent. I think our best bet is to stick with the system what we started with against Brighton. That really seemed to bring yeah. results and with, put the right pressure on a very attacking-minded Brighton. Yeah, so I think same system. I'd say similar squad. I think we want to bring Castagna in. We want to put FaZe in and see how he goes. And who who would you take out for Dewsbury Hall, I wonder? Dewsbury Hall's a bit of a funny one. I He's good player. I'm not quite seeing where he plays in that system because you want to have Tielemans and Madison really mm. it's not i guess you could have him rotating for Tielemans. Yeah, i mean if you got if you if you're going to get in Tielemans and Cade you know Dewsbury Hall in, into the same team they both need to be number 8 and then you're talking more of a 433 aren't you with 
a yeah. pivot, which Samari I think would actually suit a four three three. So if you did a four three three and you get Ian Archer on the on the right, Madison on the left, uh Vardy or Daka in the middle, and then backed by a Samari who can kind of sit back but provide that short passing in mid range, T Lemons with the vision and Madison's with the front attacking and then getting them to work as a group. I'm sure it's not so, but that would obviously put a lot of work down the sides where I yeah. think we, we, we'd end up having to rely on... I've, we can't have Thomas, and that's not anything against Thomas, but Thomas just doesn't seem to have the physicality at the minute or the kind of experience. He looked he looked nervous in that Brighton match. And I think the own goal, I mean, that. I don't care who you are, I don't care how long you've been in the game, that will shake the most seasoned of players. Yeah. So, But then again, taking him off because of that may worsen it so i don't know this is where hopefully rogers leg- you know a legendary man management is supposed to come in but we'll see shall we try and guess the score line see if we can do any well at this we have to surely finally get a win i think surely yeah it's it's win or um yeah i win or i'm just gonna go and hide under a, a rock for the rest of the season but yeah i'm you know what i'm gonna say 2-1 i think I think we'll impose our game. I think we can be faster. Our attack isn't isn't you know an issue, but I do think yeah, I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I'm gonna go over two one, um, and hopefully yeah. Blue Army. And I, I say this to anyone who may be going to the game, just turn up. You know, even no, no matter what you're, how angry you are, Rogers or at the club or whoever, just turn up, turn up and shout. Like you know, it's because the team are gonna need it. But yeah, two one to us. This yeah, is where the tide has to turn. We've scored two goals against everyone except Chelsea and Man United that we've played. I see no reason we can't get two goals against Aston Villa. I don't think Aston Villa are good for two goals against us. The only team no, they've got not. two goals against this season are Everton, and that was on the first day of the season. So I'm going to go with 2-1 as well. Yeah, 2-1 is, is what I got a feeling. That's my gut. I'm sticking with it, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's... That that win that will possibly just change us around. Like I said, from as yeah. we said, obviously in the previous episodes, this is all about mentality. Now we know what they're capable of. Even if we, we are missing Lookman, who has been having a spectacular time at Atalanta, and it makes me sad. You know, we should possibly during the World Cup do some episodes where we go and have a look at how the players who departed with us and our loanies are doing. Yes, uh... during the World Cup. Um, well, I think. That is as much as I'm going to have time for this week. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us. And um, thank you for joining me, Madlock. Always a pleasure. And uh, you, you'll be uh, just if, you, if you're sick of hearing my voice, you'll be happy to know I'll be in, in Florida for two weeks. So you'll not be hearing my dulcet tones for at least the next handful of episodes. But I will be back. I hope you have a great time. We'd like to thank Happy Death also for joining us. He's not here with us right now. He's still at work. Um, but thank you for joining us earlier in the week happy death and we'll be back with you next week absolutely thanks for joining us
This podcast is released under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Find this license at creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by spelled by forward slash 4.0. Today's creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0. It also uses Riptide by Kevin McLeod. You can find that at incompetech.com. It's licensed under a Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. I heard that URL earlier. It also uses Elf Meditation, also by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. That music is licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. and music and farting <laughs> <laughs>